Welcome to First in Maine, your avenue to living well. I'm Debs here with my amazing co-host, Lauren, to meet you in the busyness of your everyday life, to pass along some of the insights and wisdom we've gained over the years. Don't try to figure out life alone. We want to connect you to some of the incredible, well-rounded people in our world. They're life coaches, counselors, pastors, physicians, just amazing people who can help you along the way. Each episode, we'll be sharing personal stories, practical help, and timeless principles to help you live at your best. So lean in and let's tackle life together. Hey, welcome back to First and Main, your avenue to living well. How are you doing today? We hope that you are well in both your health and in your soul. We are so happy that you're joining us again because we have another insightful guest joining us today while Debs continues to recover from COVID. She is doing much better, and she wanted me to thank everyone for praying for her. She misses being with us, but right now her voice is a little wonky. It kind of comes and goes. Her doctor said that it's a side effect of coming off some of the medication that she was on that was helping her treat the inflammation in her lungs. So we didn't want y'all to think that our audio was broken if you heard her voice crackling. (laughs) So she'll be back soon. She is getting better, though, stronger every day and cannot wait to be back. Okay, so in our previous episodes, we've been talking about living a life of discipline. We've talked about why discipline in our life matters and which type of discipline matters the most. We've heard from some friends, and we've gained some great insights from them about spiritual disciplines. But today, we wanted to talk about stewarding our bodies. When we talk about stewarding something, it means we take responsibility for whatever we are stewarding. So this means we look after it, and we manage it. And God has given us the authority and responsibility to care for the physical body we live in. Today, as we talk about stewarding our bodies or taking care of our bodies, we will be talking about a variety of physical disciplines that can help us. And I am just so excited about this episode. Our vision here at Versa Maine is to train with each other to live the life God has called us to live. Think about it this way. Athletes train to perform Singers train their voice. Um, People train in specific fields for work. Authors train in writing and lawyers train in law. If we want to be good in any area of life, it requires training. And that idea is just as prevalent when it comes to stewarding our bodies. Here's the thing. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20, to honor God with your body. Now, there are lots of ways that we can do this, but before we talk more about that, let's just take a minute to assess ourselves in this area. I have a couple questions here that I would like to ask to help us consider. Um, Let's just go ahead and start with this one. Do we have a consistent bedtime routine? How about a wake-up time routine? How well are we really sleeping at night? 
I looked up some sleep statistics. Well, that's a tongue twister. (laughs) I looked up some sleep statistics and I found one from the ASA that said 37% of adults between the ages of 20 to 39 report short sleep durations. Likewise, 40% of adults between the ages 40 to 59 also report short sleep durations. So basically 77% of adults, 77% of adults between the ages of 20 to 59 experience short sleep durations. That's a huge percent. So where do you fit? Do you fit into that category? I think another thing that we need to consider is, are we taking time to rest? You know, many of us stay so busy that we rarely make time to rest and recharge. How are we doing with that? What's our work schedule like? And do we have regular leisure times? I'm talking about times that we do things that we really enjoy doing. I think another thing we need to think about is self-care. Are we practicing good self-care? What does our hygiene habits look like? What about regular doctor checkups? When was the last time we had a physical or we had our blood work checked? What about going to the dentist? Now, let's think about our nutritional health. How's our diet looking? Are we eating nutritious foods? Are we drinking enough water daily? How about our vitamins or supplements? Are we even taking any? Really, just take a minute to consider the things that you're putting into your body every single day. Now, no one really likes to talk about this next question, but it does need to be considered. So let me just go ahead and ask it. (laughs) How is your weight? Um, I think another thing we need to talk about and we need to think about is our emotional state. I mention this because it can have a significant impact on our bodies. On a scale from 1 to 10, what's your typical stress level like? And then lastly, how much are we moving each day? Do we have a regular exercise routine? Now, I know that that's a lot to consider. Those were a lot of questions. But this is a very important topic. And before I even introduce our special guest, I would just like to add that this is an area that I personally struggle in and I need to be better disciplined. If you notice, I said we a lot when asking those questions. (laughs) So by no means am I a fitness guru, a nutritionist, or a doctor, obviously, (laughs) but I am someone that wants to know what the Bible says about the subject, and I want to become better disciplined in this area. So I really am excited to get into this topic and talk more about it. I actually met with our very special guest, Pastor Roger Milam, for the first time last week to record this interview, and it was so good. We talked for almost a whole hour, and Zems and I just really didn't want to edit out any of this. So you're going to hear today the first part of the interview, and then we're going to share the second half of the interview for our next episode. If you are like me, and you enjoy listening to podcasts while driving in the car, 
Let me just go ahead and warn you that you will probably want to come back and re-listen later because there are so many great tips and ideas and biblical truths that you may want to write down. Pastor Roger is a very wise man, and we are all so blessed to be able to hear from him. He has been the pastor of Trinity Family Worship Center in Hampton, Georgia for 27 years. He is a leadership expert, an author, a certified coach, and a longtime friend of Deb's and someone she has wanted to introduce to us all. I cannot wait for you to hear his insights and tips. So let's just go ahead and get it started. Hey, Pastor Roger, how are you doing today? I'm doing really great. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me be a part of this. I, uh, uh, I will be the first to tell you, I don't know that I'm the, uh, the uh, fitness guru either. In <laughs> fact, uh, but, but I do believe I can probably maybe share some insights, share some stories that will uh, help some people on their journey to, uh, to be physically fit and well and the way they need to be. So. Well, we really appreciate you being here, especially since it was such short notice. I'm pretty sure that we asked you about two days ago. <laughs> so thank you so much. No, and that's fine. That's fine. I, I do better. I do better that way anyway. If I have to overthink it, then uh, uh, it doesn't go as well. So I, that that was fine. That was fine. Well, I know that you're a very busy person. And so Debs and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to help encourage us and teach us more about what the Bible says when it comes to taking care of our bodies. I can't wait for you to share some things that you've learned personally in this area, as well as some insights you've gained from serving and coaching others and leading people for so many years. Well, I think it's a, uh, you know, the Bible tells us to that, that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit and, and the word makes it clear that we're to take care of it. Um, in the same way the Lord tells us, you know, he gives us resources to take care of and to steward those. He does the same thing. He, he did the same thing when he gave us our bodies to take yeah. care of. And, and I'll tell you, there's been times I've done it really, really well and for long seasons. And there has been other times that I just gave up and went, you know, for a year, I'm just going to eat what I want to and do what I want to do and that kind of thing. And But uh, I think it's important that people understand that um, if we don't take care of this temple, um, uh, you know, it's going to break down. It's going to fall apart on us. I, I think, and, and, and let me say this going into this, uh, I don't have, you know, I don't like to mess with people's theology. I, I have been known to poke the bear a few times just to get people stirred up about things. But, uh, you know, I, I've had people that use the theology. Well, you know, the Lord's going to, you know, when the Lord's done with me, I'm going to be gone. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be here. You know, the, the Bible says it's appointed unto man wants to die. But, but I think uh, my theology on that is if you walked off a building today, uh, unless Jesus redeemed you and caught you, somehow you would hit the ground and that would be the end of you. But, right. but I think the same thing about our physical health. I people say, well, you know, I'm, the Lord's going to take me whenever he takes me. But I, I don't believe that. I believe that uh, if we don't take care of this temple, it will fall apart on us. Yeah. And God is gracious to heal us and he's gracious to... Uh, uh, you know, bring healing. I, and of course, the Lord has done that in my wife, my life, my wife's life, where the Lord just supernaturally healed us and made us well. But then there's been other times that we had to go through the grind of changing our diet and changing things. So those things didn't come back. So I think there's a lot to be said about that. Um, and there, you know, and people have, everybody has a story of how they think the spiritual 
part of it works with the physical part of it. I remember years ago, a lady that, uh, and, and let's just say in a gracious way, it wasn't working for her, but she had a piece of candy and she just said, well, pastor, I just pray the Lord takes all the calories out of it. <laughs> it, it, you know, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I wish, and, I wish it worked that and, way. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But there's a lot to be said about, you know, taking care of your body. And I think if you don't take care of it, um, uh, uh, and, and I'm proof of that. There's been times I haven't done well with my body and it costs me. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. I have a question for you. Do you think that the way we treat our bodies affects our spiritual health or our ability to receive guidance from the Holy Spirit? 3 John 1, 2 says, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be good health and be in good health as it goes well with your soul. What does that mean? Well, I've always, I've always told people in my church that uh, if I'm, if I'm ever going to preach or teach or do anything, or if anybody is they're they're only going to talk, they're only going to ever talk about four things. And that is uh, how well are you doing spiritually? How well are you doing physically, financially, and relationally? Mm -hmm. Those are connected to each other. Uh, They're, they're, in fact, they're inseparable. Uh, I've, I've told people, I said, you know, if you really love Jesus with all your heart, but you don't know how to manage your money. You can really love Jesus and be really broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't you can't bless anybody because financially you do the right things with the resources you have. In, in the same way, if you if you really love Jesus with all your heart, you got it going on spiritually and it's awesome, and you got all the money in the world, uh, but you don't have a good relationship with your spouse, then it's it's going to affect everything in your life. Yeah. And the physical component is is really big because. If you really love Jesus with all your heart, you got all the money in the world and you love your spouse and everybody relationship you have is going great, but you find yourself in the hospital uh, because you didn't take care of yourself. And all of a sudden it begins to affect your finances. Uh, You know how, how that can be depleted in just a few days in a hospital. It it depletes the relationships that you have with people because uh, all of a sudden they become your caregiver. Or, or you start feeling the burden of them having to take care of you. So those are really kind of connected to each other. And, you know, and Jesus said, uh, Jesus gave a great example in the word when he talked about uh, it isn't what goes in a man that defiles him, but it talks about what comes out of a man. And what Jesus was saying there when he said that was he was referring to, uh, in fact, in fact, that particular scripture, it says uh, in Jesus saying that he uh, declared all food good. Uh, so he was, he just kind of wiped the slate and said, Hey, listen, anything you want to eat is good. But what he was, the point he was making though, was that it's what comes out of your soul that affects, that affects what's going on in your life. We'll we'll tie those two together. Whatever you put in your soul, whatever you put in your spirit, man, people say, well, that don't affect me physically. Sure. It does. Sure. It does. Yeah. Because uh, for an example, if you use the verse of scripture that says, um, you know, I can do all things through Christ. It gives me strength. Well, if you're lacing up your shoes that morning to go run three miles and you keep telling yourself, I can do all things through Christ. It gives me strength. You're going to run the three miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, uh, if you put in your soul or in your spirit, man, you know, I can't do this. I'm never going to be able to do this. I'm never going to be able to run. I've heard, you know, I've, I've run with people before and they just talk themselves out of it before they ever get out on the track. Right. And I'm like, no, you get, you got to put the right. So they're very much connected to each other. And then, um, you know, what you put in your body uh, affects your mood, mm-hmm. uh, affects uh, the way you feel. If you if you stuff yourself full, you feel selection. Nobody feels like 
running or working out or doing anything if you're if you're eating the wrong things or eating at the wrong time. And then I believe the other part is your emotional well-being is also tied uh, to your spirit. Uh, you know, like for an example, the, the word says the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when you're filled with the presence of the Lord, that brings joy in your life that gives you not only emotional strength, but it gives you it gives you physical strength. I always found it interesting that Joshua, when he was 40 years old, uh, they were ready to take over the land. And only Joshua and Caleb were actually the two that said, hey, we can do this. Yeah. So they walked around in the wilderness with a bunch of uh, uh, unmotivated, uh, let's say, probably physically not well people uh, for another 40 years, but then it rolls back around and Joshua says, uh, I'm just as strong today as I was. And he was 80 then. He said, I'm just as strong today as I was when I was 40. Yeah. And I don't think he was talking about being just uh, physically strong. I think he was talking about being spiritually strong, but those are, like I said, those are so connected to each other mm-hmm. that uh, they all matter. The physical part Probably really out of those four things, if the physical thing goes down, it it can ruin everything else, but maybe your relationship with Jesus. Yeah, I love that answer. And I do like the story um, that you just talked about with Joshua and Caleb. We actually talked about that in one of our previous episodes. I think it was um, maybe episode four or five um, when we were talking about overcoming and how to overcome obstacles. Um, Yeah, thank you so much for sharing your insight on that. Really appreciate it. Earlier, I was saying that I struggle in the physical disciplines area. And for me, I feel like it's a balance issue. I find it hard trying to balance work and play and rest and family time and friends and all the little things in life that sometimes I do neglect time to take care of myself. And so then I push myself and that's not really good either. And I think that maybe some of our listeners might be also struggling when it comes to that. Maybe it's trying to eat well or trying to figure out a time or a place to exercise or making that follow-up doctor appointment. Can you speak into that for a minute? Maybe give us some tips on how to be a little bit more balanced. Yeah, I think uh, for me, and like I said, I, uh, I, like I said, there's been times I've done it really well. Then there's been other times that I, I haven't done it well. But when I've done it really well, uh, it worked for me when I would sit down and write out the week, mm-hmm. you know, beginning like uh, on Sunday night, what I do every Sunday night or Sunday afternoon is I sit down and I write out the next week. Mm-hmm. So if I'm writing out the next week of everything that I'm going to do and all that's going to happen in the following week, then I have to put exercise on there. I have to put on there you know, what am I going to eat and where am I going to eat? Those kind of things. Right. And I just get, I, now I, I'm a little old school. I mean, I've got all the technical technology and everything that goes with it, but I would rather get out the piece of paper on the calendar and go, okay. Uh, you know, on Monday, I'm going to work out. I'm going to go to the gym on Monday. I'm going to drink six bottles of water. Mm-hmm. And what I like to do is once I do those things, I highlight them. I go, so that way I can go back and if I don't have anything highlighted in my whole week, I go, wow, you know, that was a pretty, I planned (laughs) the whole week, but it didn't happen. And uh, so I think one of the things is write out, write out what you want, write out your week of what you want that to look like. I think another thing, well, in, in, in the leadership principle, there is simply, you've heard this analogy, put the big rocks in first. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. So if, if, if you want to be physically well, you have to put that rock in the jar. Yeah. And you have to tell yourself, no matter what, no matter what happens today, I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to go work out. Now, for me, uh, 
getting dressed, going to the gym as a 30 minute drive, working out for 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And in 30 minutes back home, there's not enough time in my day to do that. Right. So for me, um, my routine every morning is I do 30 air squats. Then I get down and I do 30 push-ups, and then I do 30, uh, 30 crunches. And I, I can do at the most three pull-ups. That's the most I've ever been able to do. No <laughs> that matter. is three more girls, than I can do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I see these girls at CrossFit do, you know, 20 at a time and I just smile at them real big and go, wow, I wish I could do that. But I, I think, I think the big thing about that is, um, You've got to have a routine that you do. Mm-hmm. And I think you've got to mix it up too. Yeah. Because like, you know, like for Dawn and I, sometimes we go, okay, we're going to do a three mile walk. Uh, and then the next day I'll do the 30 air squats, those kind of things. But I, I think uh, you've got to have it to where you create a discipline in your life to where it's something you could can sustain over the long haul. Yeah. Uh, that way it's not touch and go, you know, it's kind of like, and, and, and back to the thing, if you write it out, then you've got it down on paper going, this is what I want to do. And when you see on the paper that you're actually doing more now than you were, mm-hmm. you, you got to look at the bigger picture. You can't go, well, I didn't work out this week. So I'm not going to work out next week. No, you just kind of go, well, I missed that week, but here's another week coming up. Right. Just keep it going. You know, anytime that I try to get better at exercising, right now it's walking specifically because I have a treadmill, but here's what usually happens. I will get really motivated and I'll walk like two miles one day and then I'll skip a couple days and then I'll start back and be consistent for a while and then inevitably I just fall off again. And it's like I'm all over the place. One time I'm doing three miles, the next day I'm doing, you know, 10 minutes maybe. And what I have learned for me is that Taking baby steps really helps. If I am trying to do 20 minutes, five days a week, um, that helps me get into, you know, the, the the mood to do it and gets me disciplined. But then the next week I can, you know, move it up a little bit more and I can become a little bit more consistent. And instead of doing 20 minutes, five days a week, I can maybe do 30 minutes a day, five days a week. And for me, it's all about learning to be disciplined. So do you have any practical tips for someone like me that struggles to be disciplined about exercise? Well, I think the easy answer to that is um, we are not Mm self-disciplined. We don't have it within ourselves to discipline ourselves. Yeah. That's why there's a lot of self-help books, but they really don't work because we, we read them, but we don't do them. So uh, in the leadership principle, there is simply this all self-discipline came from someone else. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you get up in the morning, and you make up your bed, then your mom taught you how to make up your bed. Yeah. Uh, I, my mom, my mom made my bed until I moved out. I, I moved out at 22. Okay. I never made up my bed. Not one time in the whole time I was in my mother's house. Yeah. So when I got married, my wife said, you know, you need to make up the bed. And then I found this out. I, I don't know how to make up a bed. I'm 60 years old and I still don't know how to do it. So my wife lets me help her make the bed the way she wants the bed made. Yeah. But the point I'm making is simply this. All self-discipline came from someone else. Mm-hmm. If you are disciplined to do something, then it's because someone disciplined you over and over and over again to the point that it became an automatic thing for you. So with that said, um, in order to be disciplined and stay disciplined, you have to have an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. You have to have someone in your life that holds you accountable 
It, you know, my wife tells me all the time, you need to drink six bottles of water every day. And, and water tastes just like that. It tastes like water. It's, <laughs> it's nasty. There's, there's no reason I can find to drink water. But, uh, but she's got me doing this thing because she's disciplined me uh, to do that. Mm-hmm. So with that said, um, some of the things I do to, to help me stay disciplined is I have an accountability partner. So kind of give you an idea of that with my life. Uh, I had to, for a better word, life group my place into that discipline. So at our church, we have life groups. And I'm sure probably yours, you probably have as well. And people that are listening have life groups. So uh, Monday night, we have a three-mile running group. So on Monday night, I meet with Mike and the group, and we do a three-mile run. Well, I wanted to get down to my goal weight that I used to be a couple of years ago. So I joined Weight Watchers. So on Tuesday night, I go to Weight Watchers. And then on Wednesday night, we have a we have a Bible study. So in three nights of the week, I know well, I know I'm going to run Monday night. I know I'm going to get on those scales Tuesday and I know Wednesday I'm going to do a Bible study. So it kind of helped me to go, well, I've got people that are counting on me to show up. And it created it created a discipline for me that I couldn't create for myself. And I think the other thing uh, I think the other thing that's important is uh, something that I learned several years ago. without going into a long story, several years ago, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer and had chemo and radiation and breast surgery. I mean, you name it, my wife threw, went through the ringer. Mm. And when she came out on the other side, they told her the only thing she could do to stay healthy was to, was to exercise. So that, so then she says, Hey, you know, I want to start running. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? She goes, I, I want to start running. So we started running together and she said, you know, then she said, I want to run a, I want to run a half a marathon. And I didn't know a half a marathon was 13.1 miles. Uh, she didn't give me that information. <laughs> so uh, I, I told her, I said, well, that's from, that's from where we live in, in, in uh, the Ola area. That's from Ola to Hampton. She goes, yeah. And of course my dad made fun of me. He said, you know, we, you, you don't have to, you don't have to run. They have cars, I said, yeah, I know. but we started running half a marathons. And then she got a brainstorm idea to run a marathon. So uh, three, four years ago, we ran the Savannah uh, Marathon. I said all that to say this. We, uh, we had to make a year-long commitment to train to get ready for the marathon that was going to happen in November. Yeah. And we had to run four or five days a week. And one of the things, one of the things that taught me was that Taking care of your physical health is not a month thing. It's not, oh, you can lose 20 pounds in 30 days. Mm-hmm. It is it is a one-year commitment on paper. So in January, I wrote down uh, what I wanted to weigh. And then I wrote down in January of this year, I'm going to join Weight Watchers for a whole year. And I've been in Weight Watchers for the whole year. And my diets went up and down. But uh, last Tuesday, for the first time, I reached my goal. That's so awesome. what are we in? We're in, we're, I mean, we're, but we're in September. Yeah. So I'm going, and I only, I've only lost 11.4 pounds, but I didn't gain 11.4 more That's right. in this year. So what the point I'm making is simply all self-discipline is, you know, is from someone else. You got to have that accountability. Uh, Mike, when he runs on Monday night, I know that Mike's going to be running by himself if I don't show up. Mm-hmm. And there's times I prayed, oh, Jesus, please let it rain so <laughs> hard. So there's no way Michael run, you know, but that's so. So for me, uh, that's what keeps me on the right track is other people and making, like I said, a year long commitment. It, it, it can't be 
I'm going to do this thing for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. You got to go, okay, in 2022, I'm going to make this change and I'm going to make this change for a whole year. Wow. Wasn't that some great advice? I told you that this was going to be good. It's good, right? (laughs) This has been so helpful and so much fun. We have covered a lot and we still have so much left that we want y'all to hear. Make sure to come back and listen to the second half of the interview because next time we chat more about food, doctors, and stress. Pastor Roger shares with us some more of his stories, scriptures, and practical tips to live well. Thank you for listening and we can't wait to meet you here again at First of Maine, your avenue to living well. 